The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. The Church of God is something special to the Lord, and it ought to be special to us. In this two-part sermon, Elder Buddy Abernathy teaches us what it means to dwell in the kingdom of God. That is, to focus upon the church and upon the place not only where we meet, but the body, which is truly the body of Christ. I hope you'll join us today and tomorrow for this sermon, which compares scripture to scripture, teaching us how to dwell more fully in the church kingdom today. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. The Church of Christ we have today a blessing from the Lord. He Testament where the Lord had the tabernacle 
and then the temple, which was the physical place where you were supposed to worship. Today in the church, uh, the people themselves as a collective body of baptized believers are the church. We don't need a physical structure to worship or to function as the church. But nonetheless, we tend to associate the building with the church. And I don't think there's any problem with that. I don't think that displeases the Lord at all because He knows we're not worshiping the building. Most primitive Baptists do not build elaborate structures, and I think that's one of the reasons why, is because we don't want to focus on the structure. We want to focus on the Lord. But again, it often helps us to have uh, pictures, literal pictures of spiritual concepts. Sometimes I come up here to pray and it seems like I can focus better on the Lord because that's what this building is used for. Sometimes I'll just walk around uh, the walls uh, there next to the windows and pray. It seems like that can help me focus. So there's nothing wrong with uh, honoring the building. You know, if we had a, it'd be okay to have a wedding here, uh, but I wouldn't want to have a rock concert. I wouldn't want to rent it out for that. You know, we wouldn't want to uh, do anything that's immoral or dishonorable. Now, I pastored a church one time. I think they were a little bit confused on that. They didn't want you to have instrumental music even in a wedding well a wedding's not the worship service and so we just need to realize that the building uh, can be used for other purposes other than worship but they should all be things that are honorable to the lord now in the old testament there are many many verses that talk about the Lord's place of worship, whether it's the tabernacle or the temple. Uh, You know, the place where the people were to worship in Jerusalem was Mount Zion. And you know, our churches today uh, use names like that. You know, we're Zion Church. There's a Zion Rest in Jasper. There's a Mount Zion Association in North Alabama, and I believe that the reason some of our churches have those names is to help us keep in our mind that this is the place of worship. So what I want to do today is look primarily in the Old Testament to help us see some pictures there that would apply to worship today. You know, someone once said a picture is worth a thousand words. And while I'm not going to be actually showing you a picture, I'm going to be looking at uh, verses that would be word pictures as far as how they would apply to the church. 
And so I want to entitle this message, Dwelling in the Lord's House. I want to begin in Psalm 26 and verse 8. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Now this was Old Testament. This could certainly be applied to the physical place of worship. But I believe we can also apply this in principle to the place that we have designated for worship. Notice what he says. I have loved the habitation. That means the dwelling place of thy house. Now today our bodies are the temple. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But when we meet together in this building, we view this as the Lord's house. Because practically all of our worship takes place here. So in, the, in that sense, when we read this verse, he says, I have loved the habitation of the Lord's house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. That means we should love this place because of what it has been designated to. And so I want you to think about this and ask yourself, do these verses describe me? Do you uh, love the habitation, the dwelling place of the Lord's house and the place where his honor dwelleth? Now go down to the next Psalm, uh, Psalm 27 and verse 4 and and, uh, ask yourself if, if this describes you. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That's getting sort of specific, isn't it? One thing have I desired of the Lord. Now, if we didn't have the uh, remainder of this verse to read, we might say, well, I wonder what that is. I think I would. One thing have I desired of the Lord. Do I desire fellowship with him? That's a good thing. Do I desire his blessings in my life, whether it be spiritual or him blessing me materially as a result of me honoring him. What is it? Well, he says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. Whatever that thing is, I'm going to seek after it. Now, you know, Jesus said in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, that we're to seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. Now we know Jesus was speaking of his spiritual kingdom. Yeah. Well, this is the exact same principle, but in the Old Testament, they thought about it in terms of the place of true worship. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell, that means that I may abide in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Amen. I remember when Brother Harold passed away that one of the things that his family said of him was how much he missed going to church. I remember uh, 
Elder Ronald Lawrence one time telling about uh, one of the members of his church who had Alzheimer's and, you know, her ability to comprehend and think was getting really bad. But he said even then, uh, she would get up each morning getting ready to go to church. You see what the one thing was on her mind? She, she wasn't able to take care of herself. She probably wasn't able to put her clothes on. But one thing she still remembered, and every day she was getting up to go to church. And they had to remind her, well, Mom, this is not Sunday. And another thing he said, when you were there, she just talked the whole time you were there. But he said, when you told her, well, let's, let's have prayer. He said, then she would always get quiet and be quiet until the prayer was over. You see, that's not just uh, accidental. That's not a mystery. That's what had been on her mind foremost was the church and worshiping God in the church. She, she, it was stored in her mind that when we're having prayer, you need to be quiet. I thought that was incredible that someone who had uh, practically lost their mind still had that one desire with them. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Now, is that our attitude toward this place? That we want to dwell here. This doesn't necessarily mean every day of your life, but all the days of our life, we want to be here and meet together and worship. This is our foremost one desire. To behold, here's what we want to do here, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Did you know even though this is the Old Testament, that's still the main two purposes of the church. To behold the beauty of the Lord is to worship him for what, who he is and what he's done for us. And to inquire in his temple means I am seeking out knowledge. I'm seeking out his wisdom. I'm seeking out what his word teaches and I want to live by it. So see, today it's the same way. We're here not to be distracted with other programs, but we're here to behold the beauty of the Lord. When you hear a minister preach about the mercy of God, the grace of God, how he loved us in Christ, how that we're saved for Christ's sake, how that God is without sin and cannot look upon sin, all of those things are referring to the beauty of the Lord. And it should be our desire to inquire in his temple. Brother, Brother Chris has been preaching a lot from the book of Proverbs. And Brother Chris, I kind of get disappointed on Wednesday night when you pick another subject. I, I hope I enjoy all the subjects, but that's, that's such a, a, a special book in terms of inquiring in the Lord's house. We're here to learn how to implement it in our day-to-day -day activities. I recently saw a couple of 
pictures on the internet that really impressed me. One was a group of people meeting to worship in the Philippines. And they had a building and it was, you know, a, a nice structure. There was nothing fancy about it, but it was a good shelter. And they had received a lot of rain and there had been some flooding. And they showed the people sitting on the pews, either singing or listening to preaching. I don't remember which it was. And you wouldn't have known anything was wrong. But then you, you look down at the floor and they're all about ankle deep in water. Didn't bother them a bit. They were there meeting together and worshiping. Now I realize we're in a different situation here. In the Philippines, they are accustomed to harsh conditions and they're probably immune to things we're not immune to. You know, we think about how much mold and other things there would be, but they were sitting there worshiping as if, there, as if the water wasn't even there. And then I saw another picture in Venezuela. And I recognized that... Uh, not everything about these uh, scenarios are, are according to the biblical pattern, but I'm just trying to point out to you the, the real hungering of God's people in other countries. It showed this swimming pool full of people, and they were being baptized. Now, there were different men baptizing them. I even saw a woman baptizing some people, but that's not the point. In this still photograph, the people being baptized, it was amazing how happy they were. And even the ones where they were shedding tears, you know, this is just a still picture, not a video. The ones that were shedding tears, you, you could tell it was because they were happy. And I thought, here, all this distraction, you know, all these people being baptized at the same time in the swimming pool, and they were just so joyful. And that's the way we should be toward Amen. the Lord's house. Amen. Look at Psalm 84 in verse 10. This is one of my favorites with regard to this subject. Psalm 84 and 10, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. There's a hymn that we used to sing a lot when I was growing up that says, a day in his courts than a thousand beside is better and lovelier far. My soul hates the place where the wicked reside and all their delights I abhor. One thing have I desired of the Lord, a day in thy court is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Now that expression doorkeeper, I've heard some different ideas about that. I tried to study that a little bit this morning. And the point's the same, regardless of what it referred to in particular. You know, I always thought it was someone that had some insignificant responsibility, you know, out of the way that nobody else saw. But 
Uh, some of the places that I read said it just means someone that just stood at the door. <laughs> they didn't even come in. They just stood back there at the door. Here's someone that says, there doesn't have to be room for me in the building if I can just stand back at the door. You know, there have been revivals in the past uh, where, you know, the churches didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have screens on the windows. I can remember it was that way when I was a child. We didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have screens on the window. But there have been revivals where the building would be full and people would be leaning on the windowsill from the outside to listen to the preaching. Obviously, they desired one thing. And to them, a day in his courts was better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And the tents of wickedness there are referring to the, uh, the things of this world that are considered the, the best uh, entertainments as far as ungodly things are concerned. The, the best things to appeal to the flesh. I'd rather be the least in the kingdom of God than to make, than to make my dwelling. In other words, the place where I abide and the place where I live. There's some people who live for entertainment. There's some people who live for ungodliness. The psalmist says, I'd rather be the most unnoticed in the kingdom of God than to be the life of the party. Now look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 18. Now so far, we've looked at three verses that describe the right attitude. Someone that has found the kingdom of God. You know, the, one of the churches in Revelation was harshly condemned simply because they left their first love. It doesn't necessarily say they were living immoral or ungodly but they had left their first love. And I think I've been guilty of that. How about you? Yeah. Oh, I'm physically here each time we meet. Yeah. But I feel like oftentimes in my mindset that I've left my first love. Be honest with yourself. Have you ever thought, oh, it's Wednesday night, I'm really tired. Have you ever thought that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the weakness of our flesh. And, you know, we don't want to crucify uh, the old man. And, and there are plenty of places in the Bible. For example, I didn't look this up. It just came to my mind. But, for example, there's one place in the Old Testament where it says, in the minds of the people, the Lord's house has become tributary. Just not really important anymore. But notice here in Jeremiah chapter 18 and beginning with verse 14. Will a man leave the snow of Lebanon which cometh from the rock of the field? Or shall the cold flowing waters that come from another place be forgotten? Because my people hath forgotten me, 
They have burned incense to vanity and they have caused them to stumble in their ways from the ancient paths to walk in paths and a way not cast up to make their land desolate and a perpetual hissing. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and wag his head. Notice the question. Will a man leave the snow of Lebanon, which cometh from the rock of the field, or shall the cold flowing waters that come from another place be forgotten? In other words, here's the best, most refreshing water there is. You know, the Bible spoke a lot about the mountains of Lebanon. That was probably the, the best, freshest, coldest spring water you could find. And notice how he describes it. He says, will a man leave the snow of Lebanon, which cometh from the rock of the field? In other words, here's a water that's still cold, the snow of Lebanon, this melted snow uh, flowing from the rock of the field. And then he describes it, the cold flowing waters that come from another place. Can't you see the spiritual application of that? The cold flowing waters that come from another place. Will a man leave that? Obviously some will. Obviously some did. The Lord says, my people have forgotten me. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.